0: And today, we're actually, I think it was Luke, somebody tell me again, Luke 21? Luke 13. Luke 13. Luke 13. Yeah. And that's where, and you know, last week we talked about the theme that the Lord has given us this year, and we we, we talked about it a little bit last year, but we didn't go into it much. And so what we're going to do, we're going to take Parsha's part of it, and uh, we're going to break it down. So that we could uh understand better what God has given us the directions to do uh to do he's in last week he said he was a vine you know uh and and when you pull up i think its John fifteen when you pull up John fifteen, let me get that up real quick John fifteen that says he he's the vine his his father is a husbandman that's the person that owns everything. And let me just get it up so we'll have it here and and I can refer it to a little bit here. Uh, let's see, don't take me long. I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't have it up before. John 15 and one says, uh, the, Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Listen, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. That's why I sent you all the uh, video about how to uh, prune a tree. I want you to be able to look at the natural example of pruning a tree because going on in the word of God, it says that while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Let me go back and read that again now. God said, Jesus said, I am the vine. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. And then Jesus went on to verse 3 and said, you are already clean. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as it also as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. That that's the whole just of our lesson for the next uh, few weeks, for the next few weeks, I don't know how long it's going to be, but we're going to be talking about different things, I, I get so excited when I read the word of God, but Jesus said he's in the vine, and, and then, then now he's the vine, you all, and uh, as long as we stay attached to him, we're supposed to bear few, fruit, What he does, and the example I sent you all was an example of pruning a a fruit tree. If you got a fruit tree, this time of year, what they do is go back and prune it. If you got some dead branches and some of the branches go grow long and and cross over the other branches, those branches you cut off. And if you that's in the natural. Sometimes in the spiritual, we look at people that got beautiful leaves, or this time of year they may not have any leaves. But they, you can see the branch, the extension, the extension of the branch, and the branch may be all crooked, or they all wrapped up with something else. And so, what the uh, person does, the the person that takes care uh, of the grounds, or the vines, or whatever, they go in and cut all that dead, dead, dead limbs off. You can't tell whether or not they're going to be dead, but when you got that spiritual eye, you'll be able to see. You'll see that they're, 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 they're not going to be able to produce fruit. Or if they're going to produce fruit, it's going to be rotten fruit. And it's not going to stand there long. I, I do know, but with my lemon tree, it has been growing now about three years. I haven't been able to get out there and see it, but I do believe I'm going to have lemons this year. But the thing about it, any little stubs, that, that little shoots that come up, that's going to disturb anything else. I go, You go ahead and you purge it. You cut it off so it's going to be in a way. Uh, now, so with our lesson, we're going to go ahead and, and get down to the lesson part of it. Now, this one here is a parable uh, about a man that had a tree growing in his vineyard. This is verse 6. Now, he went to look for fruit on it but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now, I've been coming to look for the fruit of the fig tree and haven't found any. Think about this, y'all. Think about it. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Why should it use up the soil? It ain't growing. It's, It's got beautiful leaves, but it ain't got no fruit on it. Cut it down. He said, the master said, cut the whole tree down. It's useless. Look good, but it ain't got no soil. It ain't producing nothing. He said, three years he'd been looking at the tree. They ain't doing nothing. Verse 7, he says, so he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now, I've been coming looking for fruit on this tree and haven't found it. He said it was a fig tree. Cut it down. Verse 8 said, the man said, Sir, the man replied, Leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. So he stood in the gap and said, One more year, give it one more year. And that's what I'm saying to you all. This is the word that the Lord gave me to give to you all for 2023. He said, you're looking good, but you ain't growing no fruit. He's been looking at you for three years and you ain't growing no fruit. i be honest with you all. I, we've been carrying this line on for at least three years. God is faithful in this word. He said this. I didn't say it. For three years, we've been doing, on this, doing this prayer line. I started the prayer line when I was laying in a rehab per, uh, place. Rehab. rehab, I was in rehab for for almost six months, and there in rehab, that's when God gave me this uh, assignment to teach His word. I was already a teacher, but He gave me the assignment to teach His word to His people that that wasn't producing fruit. Teach His word so you we can get closer to Him, because this world we've seen all kind of mess go on the last three years. We, we went through the pandemic where God snatched us out of the church because we sitting in church, faking and shaking and ain't making it. He shut the churches down. Yeah, COVID caused it to shut down. The government said, yeah, y'all get out of those churches where you're hopping, lopping, and booking and hooking and ain't doing nothing. Get out and shut the door. God said shut the door. When he shut the door down, he gave us this assignment to go online with the use of new technology to be able to reach each other, to study with each other, to pray with each other. And because we have been doing that, I've seen some miracles. You all have seen some miracles because we get together and pray. We get together and we pray. (coughs) Excuse me. Okay. Now, I want us to look at this. that we looked at it in the natural about the tree, so we're going to go look at this in the spiritual part of it. Now, when he said, leave it alone for one more year and dig around it and fertilize it and it bears fruit next year Fine, If not, then I'll cut it down. So we first thing we want to do, look at the word dig. The word dig means to break it up. When you're getting ready to plant a garden, first you got to do is go till it. Break all that uh, flat dirt up, t- turn the dirt over. That's what dig means. Loosen, loosen it up. That's what he said with the tree. And this is a shaking for us said, God said, you know, this is the reality. But you we in order for those that want to produce better fruit, he got to shake you up, get you get a, for you to get a grip on yourself. Loosen up some of all that old uh complacency. That you're just happy, you're listening to everything, everything is blowing over you. They're throwing all kind of dirt on you you're just complacent. Ain't paying no attention, but God said if you don't start producing fruit, he's going to cut you down. And if you're sick and uh, can't get well, you don't know why, Started thinking about some of these things. But he said one thing we're going to do is what we need to do is to get fertilized. Now, normally here in Arizona, I know they use fertilizer too. Those that's got those big gardens I uh, in my gardens when I lived out in the country I had my acreage out in the country I would always have a big garden every year and with that big garden uh during the winter time not when it was, see in Arizona, it never get that cold, cold, cold like it does in in you all area or are in areas up in Maryland and all that with snow. But here in Arizona, the lowest it ever get is 60 degrees unless you live up in northern Arizona in the mountain. But in my area, I think at night it might get down to the 40, 47, 48. But during the daytime, uh, it, it you it still stays in the 60's so what I was doing that I would get a substance such like manure horse manure or, or no, it was cow manure what we would use and that was a mixture and you spread it all over the dirt and what I would do was till the dirt a little bit and spread this manure all over that's to fertilize the ground based on the spiritual part our fertilization is the word of God for the word of God is get Hebrews 4 and 12 for the word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword piercing the division of our soul of our spirit of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of our heart that's what the word of God t- does for us you all and i read it again Hebrews 12 I'm sorry Hebrews 4 verse 12 for the word of God is living it's alive in us it says in, in John <coughs> that Jesus was the word and the word lived, came alive, the word of God came alive, Jesus is the word of God, we're not under the old testaments where you got to take a, a sacrifice to a priest, we don't do that anymore we have direct connection with God as long as we go through Jesus as long as we go through his son, that's one thing we that is a must. I don't care what religion says, all in or all the way, when you know what the word of God says for yourself, it says that you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior before you can get to the Father. There's a lot of religious says, Oh, religions that say it's not, uh, 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 you don't have to do all of that. <coughs> But the word of God, our rela- we have a relationship with God. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. And with that relationship, we know him. The, as long as we accept his son, we, we are part of the kingdom of God. We're part of God. We're part of him. That's how he calls us. That's how he chooses us. First, you, with the conditions, you accept my son. You believe that my son is who he is. And once you do that, you're part of me. But that's when we, if we have a, 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 an edge up, a shield up, we don't believe Jesus is Christ, is the son of God. Ain't nothing else I can do for you. I can't make you burn, make you believe that. That's what you have to do yourself. So the word of God is nourishment to our body. That's how we make it daily. It's knowing the word of God. Now, James James 1 and 22. James 1 and 22. I got two versions here. The King James and I got the NIV. James 1 and 22 said, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. A lot of us, we can read the word, but we don't do what the word says. We don't believe the word. Or there's something in the way to keep us from believing in the word. That's when you, we have to repent and ask God to give us understanding. That is so easy, y'all. It is not this difficult at all. If we want to flow, if we want to... <coughs> Excuse me. I don't have any water. I poured I pour my water out of my plant so I don't have any in the room. Let's see. Hold on a second. My down here, but anyway, uh, we we just can't listen, can't just hear the word or see the word and don't do what it says. We have to believe what the word itself say, Says the NIV says, "Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourself." Do what it says. That's what what the NIV says. Just do what the word says. And some say, oh, it's difficult. That means when it's difficult, that means you don't believe Jesus. You don't believe Jesus is the son of God. Because once you believe Jesus is the son of God, Jesus said that he was going home to the father and he was going to ask his father to send us another comforter. A paraclete, someone that walked with us, talk with us, and directs us, give us wisdom. That's who the Holy Spirit is. So if you have a difficult... Go back to Jesus again... And, and repent. And say... I, I want all of you... Not just part of you... In order to make it in this world... We have to have the Word of God... Word of God living in us... So we 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 just can't listen... And don't pay no attention to it. We have to be doers of the Word of God. That's what we have to do. <coughs> now... It, it In the Bible... Uh, In the word that Jesus speaks, the word that comes directly from the mouth of God. And we've talked about this so many times. There are so many of our cultures say, well, this is written by a white man. And those people like that, don't waste your time on them. Don't waste your time. They're telling right there they don't believe in Jesus. When the Spirit of God lives in you, there is no question. If you have question, that means you don't have the Spirit of God. Hopefully, I don't have to say it again. Now, uh, it speaks God's spoken word. The Bible is God's spoken word, and not the inspired written word. That's but it's the word of God. Jesus said, "Man does not live on bread alone. You can't live by wheat bread and 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 any other thing, any other kind of bread. You can't live on that. You have but every word that comes." from the mouth of God. That's uh, Matthew 4 and 4. Now Jesus, uh, that's how we have to live. It is good to know the word of God for yourself, you all. And I will continue to say that over and over and over again. And it's wonderful to fellowship in a church. But if you're in a church that's not preaching the word of God and you're only hearing what the pastor is saying and and he's not quoting scriptures to you, God's going to hold you He's not going to hold your pastor accountable for, for you not making it into heaven. He's going to hold you accountable because, and the thing is now without us as living in this day and time, there are so many, many technology, all you got to do is get a Bible. A Bible, uh, my, I have apps that read my Bible. I can't have C, so I can't see that little bit of writing. But I do, I click on my app and it reads it to me and I listen and I stop it, go back to the top, read it again. It's too easy for us not to learn the word of God here. We can meditate on his word. When we meditate, it's like putting it up, putting food in your stomach, or putting it in your mouth. Or, or what a bird does when they go out and get a, a worm or something for the little sparrows back at home, he gets this worm and he put it in a part in his jaw called a chow. And what, what it does, it, it, it turns, it grinds it up as he's going home to feed his little bit of, little bit of uh, birds or little bit of kids. It turns it over so when when he gets to the kids and upchucks, and they're able to take the word of God and the word or that worm and and it goes as nourishment to the body. God's word is nourishment to our body. I you know some of us can't understand the King James version, and when we don't understand, we ask the Holy Spirit that lives in us to give us understanding. Oh, you get your different version that you can understand. There's so many out there, but you have to be very uh, careful. As to uh, as to what you receive. Now look, grab Colossians three and twelve. And actually, we're about done already because I just wanted to give you a little tidbit of what we're going to talk about in the open mic section. Uh, Colossians three and twelve, and this is actually uh, it says. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. That's who we are. We we need to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. This is saying, you all, if we want to produce fruit... Fruit, And this is actually talking about this, the, the fruit of the spirit. But I wanted to give you a different version. We've already talked about that. But I want to give you a different version so you can get a better understanding. Those are our characteristics. If we are going to, when uh, God prunes us, when he cuts us off, a lot of this pruning you all, it hurts. It hurts sometimes when he has to cut you off from friends that have been around a long time. And but if the friend is isn't producing in the fruit, you don't need to continue to be with them. You need to allow yourself have enough mental uh capacity to walk away from him. I'd rather choose God than choose a friend in my choice a lot of times, I'd rather chose choose God than a family member, and I'm not ashamed to say that because I did learn from a child uh, from my mother people don't have a heaven. Or hell to put you in. I want to go to heaven. So why should I stick about somebody that all they're doing is destroying me. Or keeping me from producing the fruit that God wants to do with us. And and a lot of times, like I said, it's, it's cutting off people. Cutting off places. Cutting off habits. The kind of habit that we should clothe ourselves with. The biggest one, we should have compassion. But don't have so much compassion that you want to be, you become like Jesus. Remember, God kicked Satan out of heaven. Because he, he, had, he wanted to be like God. And a lot of times that's how we want to be in people's lives. And God can cut us down easily. Well, sometimes we're in the way where God cannot send somebody else to minister to someone because we're in the way trying to be little Jesus. Another thing that we should have, one of the characteristics that we should have is all in, in one piece of fruit. Now, remember that. It's all one piece of fruit. But in, those fru- in that fruit, the biggest thing that there is is love. And in love, love cannot live without kindness. If you're not a kind person, you don't have no love. If you don't have immunity, humility, you are not a kind per- you, you You don't have love. If you're not gentle, if you don't have gentleness, if all you do is rat and rave and scream all the time, you don't have patience. You you, you don't have love, you all. And I say I, I brought this to you a different, called Colossians three and twelve. Said we got to have, we got to put on these clothes in order to for God to uh, allow more fruit to grow. For to for allow God to prune us, cut us down, cut off, bring some of this old—I say—vomit, bring it to our remembrance. A lot of times, people do not want to uh, hold up to reality. We don't want to see reality. We got some for, so many familiar spirits all wrapped all around us. We we, we don't want to uh, shake it off or shake loose. We would rather hang on to those familiar spirits than allow God to. Uh, uh, allow God to prune us and uh, we can grow better in what we're doing. We can go greater in what we're doing. God does not want us all, we cannot go out and be disciples. You remember in the end of the lesson, in the last year what we talked about, when Jesus said that, uh, when he remember when they went this is after he had been crucified, raised from the dead, and he was sitting on the shore one day where they were they all said, Oh, we're going back fishing. Jesus left, so we're going back fishing. They that was after the uh crucifixion. They all said, Well, I'm going Peter said first, I'm going back fishing, and the other one said, I'm gonna go with you. I'm going to go with you. And then Jesus, and then after they had been fishing all night and they didn't catch any uh, natural fish, F-I-S-H, and uh, they came to the shore all tired. but they saw this man before they got to the shore. They saw somebody sitting on, on, on the shore and he said to them, H- have you caught any fish? And I think it was Peter. He said, no, we've been fishing all night and haven't caught anything. He said, so throw your nest, net on the other side. Gave him some wisdom. Throw your net on the other side. And that's what they did. And they caught, uh, what, a 153? They caught a big load. They caught such a big load, it overflowed to the other people. And, you know, bring it all in, you all. Bring it all in. We can start out really. Our job is to go fishing. That's what we left out with in 2022. That we're supposed to go out and go fishing, but you can't go fishing if you don't have the right kind of bait. You've got to have the fruit of the spirit, you've got to have compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We're all this right in our mind. We could take time and sit down and look at this, channel check yourself, take a piece of paper, get you some spare time away from the kids yelling and screaming. Don't and, and if you're cooking. Put your stuff on in a slow cooker, get you by your slow cooker, put your stuff in a slow cooker, and sit down there and, and uh, meditate on the word of God. And, and when we channel check ourselves, this is a lesson, you all, for us to actually check ourselves. Amen. Find out do I have compassion? Do I have kindness? Do I have humility? Do I have gentleness? And do I have patience? For, bottom line, do I have the fruit of the Spirit? If not, He's gonna cut you down. And if you're trying, He's going to prune you. He's going to cut off some of that stuff you don't need. He's going to pull you away from that stuff. If you have a habit of spending unnecessary money, he's going to stop it. In fact, drop your bank account. Then you learn how to do it right. Learn how to do your own uh, checking account. I, I say this because it irritated me so. Irritated me so. I, I have a young lady that I have been mentoring now over 20 years. And I explained to her how to do the checking account, how to get into your account. Uh, This day and time, you don't always have to go to the bank. You can do it on your phone, but for those that like to run down to the bank, fine. But I'm one that I do everything with technology, and I don't have no problem. If they say, well, no, technology is still your money. But I, you know what? If they steal my money, I'm going to call my bank and say, somebody stole my money, put it back in there. And the bank that I deal with will put it back in there. But if you make mistakes, they're not going to make put it back in there. If it's something you did because they asked you all the questions. But a lot of times we, we, we just do back or stuff. I, I'm going to get off of that. But I want us to be wise, wise in what we're doing. We're supposed to be going out fishing, but we can't fish because a lot of times we've got all this old stuff in the way. Jesus wants us to be disciples, like in Acts one and eight. Remember that? He wants us to be go out and make some people tell somebody about Him. That's all He wants to do. But if we ain't doing nothing, we sit home every day. We dried up. We got an upside down smile on our face. We always got issues going up. That's not giving God any glory none whatsoever we can't we can't draw nobody with a frown matter of fact we can't do it anyway without jesus we can't do nothing with there is nothing we can do without do uh if we don't have jesus we we just we we just can't do it and when we go back into the word of god back back into uh john 15 he tells us right there we can't do we can't do a thing a thing without him. I think it's down, let's see. Down verse 14, it says that you, he told us uh, this John 15 verse 14 uh, verse 16, he said you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. I'll say that again. Jesus said you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. The, the part that I love with this here, when I made up my mind, when, when I got to a point in my life where there was no other options, Jesus was available. Right here, he's saying to the disciples, you didn't find me, I found you. For you to come do this. And uh, uh, all of us have an assignment. That's to go out and tell somebody about Jesus. But then some of us have a higher assignment. That's when we're supposed to go teach the word. Or rightly divide the word. Some of us are in a different thing. So you have to decide where you're at. You don't always have to be on the podium. You can teach God's word. You don't have to have a Bible in your hand. You have the word in your heart. You can, I have been to too many homeless shelters. Too many crackhead houses. When I was uh, wealthy, not wealthy, but healthy, able to get out. So now I'm teaching the word a different way. But I have no problem going into AA meetings, NA, all those different meetings and the word of God living in me. And I can give it to people that how power they're talking about. I said it's God. But you can't get to God without a son. I don't care how you all say it. I don't care how anybody said, but anyway, going back to the scripture, Jesus said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you, this is my commandment. That's what he told us to do. This is his commandment that we, we get some fruit. Now he's gave us the equipment. Told us what to do, and told us we have to go out and testify and tell somebody about him, and then we could, we could draw others to him. We could save others, people, but we can't save them, you all, uh, unless we have fruit growing. And in order to get that fruit growing, sometimes Jesus have to. Uh, what I, uh, some people call it purge, uh, but He said prune. He, when we prune, he cuts off all that dead weight, all that dead stuff. And if you're a person that, that's got a lot of dead stuff on it, I, I would start to changing my heart because when he cut cut you off, we don't know if you cut off for dead for good. But some of the little stubs, he may keep it, but he's gonna cut it back a little bit, cut back some of the bad ways, cut back some of the ba- uh. uh Things that we need to get a grip on that we shouldn't be doing. Oh, it's okay for me to be smoking a cigarette and at the same time t- t- tell somebody about Jesus. Uh-uh. It don't work that way. He said he's a holy God. And sometimes we take this stuff and we make it the way we, we interpret it the way we want to interpret. That's why we it's imperative that you know the word of God for yourself.